Welcome to the Edify Podcast, where we believe the path to success can be achieved by small and simple means. On this episode of the Edify Podcast, we will hear from a dear friend of mine who is one of the best family man guys I know and who I greatly admire. We will discuss his journey with breaking into the six-figure income bracket and his ideas of what it means to be successful. So stay tuned. Do you have a property that is in rough condition, has tenant issues, or a project that never got finished? then you need to contact Homelink Properties. This Springfield, Missouri-based company will give you a fair cash offer on your property, completely as is, the same day you reach out. If you're an investor, Homelink Properties can also put your house in front of hundreds of cash buyers so that you too can quickly sell your property. Give them a call today, 417-295-0723. So today's guest is the Vice President of operations at Satterfield Realty and Development, and a dear friend who I greatly admire, who has been able to break into the six-figure income bracket. So without further ado, welcome the Idaho spud, (laughs) I mean stud, Stephen Free. (laughs) I love it. That's great. Thanks so much for having me. No problem. I thought you'd like the spud part. I, I did. <laughs> I appreciate that very much. We like our potatoes here in Idaho. So, <laughs> so tell us a, a little bit of your, your story, um, starting from uh, graduating high school and then what you did with your life, like uh, what you did for uh, college, like uh, what you do after college and kind of lead up to, to where you are now. Um, so graduated high school. Um, shortly after that, I attended Brigham Young University, Idaho. So here in Idaho and um, did just one semester there. And then I, after that semester, I did a, served a two-year mission for my church. And uh, that's where I met you. So my mission was in the Oklahoma, Missouri, Arkansas area. And um, yeah, had a great experience there. After my mission, um, came home and let me interrupt started, real quick because uh, yeah. I just got to let the listeners know that uh, that you actually trained me on the mission too, uh, which set set my my whole mission experience up for success. So, uh, and that was well, that all, all thanks to your training. So, okay, <laughs> you, you can go on. You were easy to train. There wasn't there wasn't much I had to do. So it was it was fun. We had a blast together, and uh, yeah, we we became friends super quick. Um, so came home from the mission and um, started school again. Um, I, uh, shortly after that, so I was attending college and was going to school for an exercise, um, exercise phys major. And I married my now wife, um, just a few months later, we had dated on and off in high school. And thankfully she was still around when I got back from my mission. And so we started dating and got married. Um, I don't know, it was probably like eight months later, six months later or so. And, um, I was crazy poor and I wasn't sure how I was going to support a now wife and uh, my brother at the time. Well, I guess the two summers before, while I was on my mission, he had been doing door to door sales and um, he was selling pest control door to door. And when I got back from my mission, I was crazy poor. I needed to pay for uh, a family now and needed to support us. And I remember him telling me, Hey, you should really try this. Like, it's tough work, but 
if you do well, you can make some really good money. Um, and it worked perfect with my school schedule because I was going to school in the fall and winter. And then in the summertime, I could do door-to-door -door sales. So we, my wife and I, we had gotten married in April of 2014. And like two weeks after, like we went on like a week honeymoon. And then we were home for a week. And then um, the next week we drove out to Cleveland, Ohio. And I remember we were so poor we could barely even afford the tolls going out to Ohio, <laughs> getting there. <laughs> I was seriously, I was seriously concerned if we were going to make it, but um, we, we made it to Ohio. Um, I, uh, the company I worked for was great. Kind of had a slow start. We were really worried. Um, I remember like the first four days I hadn't sold a thing. Uh, it's not one single pest control account. And um, I was super, super nervous, but whatever, for whatever reason, that fifth day, uh, it kind of just finally clicked. And I think I sold like five accounts that next day and had a killer day. And then from there, it went really well. I, that year I was the, um, uh, second best rookie in the company for in sales. And then, um, really stuck, stuck with sales for a while. I, I would go to school in the fall and winter, but, um, stuck with door to door sales because it was an awesome experience. Um, yeah, the next so let's, year I switched back up and go to that for a second so you're yeah. um and and i only know this just because obviously uh and we'll probably get into this that you actually trained me in door-to-door -door sales and uh, yeah. uh we've seen some success with that but uh so your first summer doing that uh how much did you end up walking away with and was it worth yeah. it yeah so first summer um i walked away with around forty thousand. so i mean being oh. a new like newlyweds like it was it was great like had an awesome experience and yeah most people at that age being newly married like 40 grand was a lot to us you know shoot that's still a lot <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i'll take 40 grand all day <laughs> for sure no it was an awesome awesome experience um and then so i was still going to school but sales was a perfect opportunity in the summertime a bunch of my buddies were doing door-to-door -door sales but with a different company and um a lot of them like were saw even more success than I did their first year at this different company. And so I decided to make the switch and, and do it with my buddies. And I was probably one of the best decisions I've ever made. And from there just saw like exponential growth in my personal sales. And then I had done so well that I was able to be a manager. And so my, my team was able to grow, um, you know, and we were able to do a lot. And so my second year we, we went to LA, um, and sold pest control there that was a ton of fun and that year i was in the top 20 overall like through the whole company and for sales um how many, and, uh, do, you do you remember how many accounts you put on at this time yeah i put on that year uh i think i finished at like around 4 30 maybe a little bit more but it was right around there and just so just so our li listeners know like how much how much does that equivalent as far as income yeah. So my first summer around 40 that next year, cause I also had some guys that I was managing, not a ton, but a few. And so I think that year I made around like 150, 150,000. Awesome. And, so and like you're it, still it in college. Yeah, I was still in college. So it was a huge, huge jump. Um, and it's just such a big blessing. It was great. Yeah. So yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy to see that jump. At this point you dropped and, out of college, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I should have, that's why I probably should have dropped out of college, but I, at the time I really wanted to be a optometrist and eye doctor. And so I was still going to school. Um, cause I thought that's still what I wanted to do. 
And, but, you know, looking back, maybe that's something I probably should have done because I, I'm not an optometrist now. So, um, <laughs> my, our, our second year or sorry, our third year, we went to Dallas. The team got even bigger. Um, sales were great. I sold over 400 counts again. My, because my team had gotten bigger at that point, I was making over $200,000. And every year it just got bigger. Same thing in it, the fourth year was Houston. Um, and, um, that's where, yeah, you sold that summer, right? With us yep, in yep. the first summer. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's right. So you sold with us that year in Houston. I made just shy 50,000, not, yeah, not, no. not, 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 the, the six figures, but I, I was up there a little bit. <laughs> Jake was a stud first year crushed it. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then the sixth year, uh, we did another year in Houston and yeah, just income got bigger each year. And, um, my team grew my last year. I had a group in San Diego and a group in Houston and, um, it was, it was tons of fun, but it really led me to what I'm doing now, which is I'm here in Pocatello, Idaho, and I work for a real estate and development company and we build homes. So we build custom homes. So here in Pocatello, we develop ground. Then we, so we're essentially building streets and build, you know, providing lots. And then we build homes on those lots. And then we sell them. So it's, uh, I love what I'm doing now. I think it's a perfect mix of kind of the sales and I love new home construction. Um, but really all of that led me to what I'm doing now. So I'm super grateful for it. That's awesome. And now, because I know you personally, and I know the listeners don't know, but you took yeah. uh, at first, at least, uh, a pretty significant pay cut when you had jumped sure. from uh, doing the door-to-door sales thing. And, and, you know, why did you decide to leave that anyways? Cause I mean, most people, if they're like, man, I'm making six figures, I'm making, you know, 200,000 plus, why would I ever leave a job like that? So what, what kind of went into that decision? Yeah, good question. Uh, there were several factors. One of the main ones being that we, uh, had a, uh, we were, we had a kid and we wanted to have another one. And so Camden was, our boy was getting older and um, doing door-to-door sales is awesome, but for us, it was just getting a little harder. It's get, it got harder to move the family out each time because you're, you're really just selling over a four-month period during the summer, and then you come home. And so we're having to pack up the family, go out to a certain location. And you know, lots of people still do it with their families. They just leave them home, and then that individual goes out for four months. But I didn't want to be away from my family. So that was probably the biggest reason was, I was just looking for, for something that I could be just more settled down. We've got a ton of family in Idaho, so we we're close to family. Um, Camden was going to start, you know, preschool soon. And so I wanted to be close for that. And so I, this opportunity came up and it was a perfect fit. Like, yeah, I, I knew I was going to take a pretty big pay cut. Like I was going to go below this, the six figure mark again, but I had saved up enough that I wasn't too worried and the opportunity for growth with this new job um, was very promising and it has been, which is great. Um, and so uh, that was the main reason it was just family and then door to door sales is hard. It's a hard job. And so I was getting tired. I was honestly just kind of getting tired and I needed just a change and it, it worked out great. Awesome. Uh, thanks for sharing your story. I, I want to transition to, um, 
to success and uh, what your definition of success is and what that means to you and looks like to you. Because I feel like success is all, it's relative, right? I think a lot of times we think of it wow. when you when you say, oh, that person's successful. We always think of it at, in a career aspect and uh, materialistically, like as far as wealth is usually uh, what we think about. But what is success to you? Yeah, that's a good question. I, uh, I think as far as my family's concerned, just success for me is just providing a safe kind of positive environment for my kids, one where they can learn and grow and be happy. Um, and my wife can be happy and she can grow and reach her goals. So success is just kind of, as far as my family's concerned, just providing a safe environment where they feel like they can, they can improve. On a personal level, I think, um, it's, it's just waking up each day for me and just trying to be a little better. Um, I feel like at the end of the day, if I, if, um, I feel like I've done that, then I feel like it was a successful day, whether that's at work, I felt like I improved a little bit. I was maybe a little bit more efficient with my time, or maybe I got up and I worked out today and I physically, I feel so much better, um, or I ate really well that day you know I just think it's for me it's just trying to improve a little bit each day because I'm someone that if I try to do too much all at once it kind of gets a little overwhelming and so success for me is just doing the small little things each day trying to improve dude I love what you just said because it's perfectly in line with the whole theme of our podcast and actually if, if, if people were to look at the art I chose for the podcast cover it's a man standing and looking up at a huge mountain it looks like I mean maybe it's the Mount Everest I don't know uh, but sometimes yeah. success seems like that it's very daunting uh, can seem overwhelming but as long as you're taking those incremental small simple little steps daily uh, you're you're progressing you're moving forward and eventually you'll you'll reach the mountain and if not who cares? You at least you, 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 uh, you move forward and you, you had some progress. So I, I love that. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm glad that we highlighted this because something that I've always admired about you, and I don't know if I've actually told you this or not, but something I've always admired about you is, uh, the type of family man you are, the, uh, and, and, and you can tell that with, with what you think is, is successful. And so I just have always admired that about you. Um, the other thing I've also admired about you and actually that you have taught me, and, um, I think you've even reprimanded me for this sometimes. And, and you're, and, and, and if people know you, it's in a very kind way, the way you do it, but you feel so guilty, but something that you've taught me, <laughs> things you've taught me that I feel are so important is uh, commitment and uh, the ability to grind. And uh, I just wanted to know how you, you've been able to gain those attributes and, and how they've blessed your life. Yeah, I think it, man, I think there's lots of things I've attributed to that. Um, but I think a lot of it stems from my parents. They're pretty, they are, they're really hardworking people. They taught us to kind of be self-sufficient and to be able to provide for ourselves taught us to work really hard to serve other people um to to be very selfless that you know i think all those attributes that hopefully i've gained have really come from just my parents and good influences in my life and so i think that's part of it and i think just naturally I, i'm the the third um out of four I've got two older brothers and then a younger sister. And I, I think growing up, I was always really competitive as well. You know, I, I had two older brothers and they would always rag on me or, or uh, it was just a very competitive household. And so I 
always felt like I had to, because I wasn't the biggest or the strongest, I was younger, like I had to just work harder. And I think that really helped me, you know, throughout my entire life is, you know, I don't feel like I'm the best looking or the, even the smartest um, or when I was doing, you know, door to door sales, I didn't feel like I was necessarily the best salesman, but I, I knew that I could overcome those things if I just worked harder and, um, that really helped me. And, and I think another thing that growing up, I, I mowed lawns. We, we, uh, had a little lawn mowing business and I loved seeing the lawn before and then mowing it and seeing the, just the instant result that like, man, this lawn looks really good. And I loved, I just love that feeling with whatever it is, is like, uh, you see the before product, uh, or the, 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 before, yeah, the before product and you see the after product and just that instant gratification of like a job well done. And I've always loved that feeling. And I still do. Like if I, if I haven't worked hard enough on a certain day, like I feel crummy, but on a day when I'm like, dude, I know I've given my all at work. I've given my all at home with my family and my kids. I feel good. And that feeling honestly is kind of addicting. And so just trying to, to feel that all the time, trying to be a little bit better and um, feel that way is something I strive for. Well, thanks for sharing because, yeah, that's something that I just have always admired about you is your ability to grind and, and stay committed. Um, and I've, I've learned a lot from around you from that. Um, so, something that I would uh, like to talk about a little bit is what are, what are some things that you feel like some small and simple things uh, that someone could do or that you did to help you break into that six-figure income? If you were to kind of break it down to a few steps or methods, um, what, what would that look like? Yeah, I guess first I'd say go do door-to-door sales. (laughs) (laughs) Find a good company, go do it. No, but um, seriously, I think it's whatever you're doing, um, whether it's sales or a lawn mowing company or whatever, it's finding, find someone first of all, who's good, good at that thing and learn as much as you can from them. Um, I think that's huge. And that, that's really when sales for me door to door, like my first year I did well, but my second year I did really well. And I think that was because I surrounded myself with people who were like-minded, who had huge goals, who were really good at what they did. And it pushed me to be better. So I guess first I'd say surround yourself with, with people who want to improve and who have similar goals as you do. And I think that, that will make all the difference. Um, and then, um, just like we've been talking about, it, it can get overwhelming and I guess I'll relate it back to selling door to door. It can get kind of overwhelming to be like, oh my goodness, today I need to sell six accounts to put food on the table for my family. That can get overwhelming, especially if you're like, oh my gosh, we've got bills to pay, but focusing more on like, what can I do right now? You know, as a door to door salesman, it's like, I know that right now I can go knock on that next door and I can put a smile on my face and do my best to sell this account. And just think about the task at hand. That, that takes practice, but really just think, just breaking down your big goals into small, small goals. And, and I think that has helped me a ton, especially like if you're in any sort of sales industry, um, you know, break them down to small goals. I remember on, on days where I was really struggling on the doors, my, I would, have a goal of like, okay, on the next door, I haven't been able to sell anyone, but on the next door, I'm just going 
to try to get the person to smile. And, and if I got them to smile, I'd be like, sweet, there's one victory that I just got. And then the next word's like, okay, maybe I'm going to get them to smile and I'm going to try to get all the way through my pitch. And I would get all the way through my pitch, I'm like, perfect. There's a, there's a win, there's a victory. And as I kept, as you set those smaller goals and you start achieving them, you start to feel better about yourself. And then you're able to hit those other goals, those sales goals that you're trying to hit. I think you can apply it to anything in life as well as, you know, for exercise, maybe it's really hard for you to, to, to work out for an hour straight. Maybe you just set a goal, like, dude, I'm just going to get up today and do a five minute walk, you know, just starting small and then it'll eventually lead to something bigger and you'll start to feel better because you're, you're, you're winning, you're gaining victories when you do that. I love this concept because I think there's, there's two things. First, there's that saying, you know, how do you, how do you eat an elephant? You know, one bite at a time, you just slowly yeah. small and simple things, steps and, and actions. Uh, and then the, the other thing that I think is interesting about this is that, uh, yeah, goals are, <laughs> goals can be overwhelming. Um, but, uh, you just, first of all, you got to have a plan. You got to have a direction you want to go and then just start breaking that down. And, and, and what's, what that does for you is if, for example, you're using exercise, if you get up in the morning, uh, and, and I would even break that down further. Uh, so, you know, you want to start working out, lose weight, maybe it's exercise for five minutes, but break that down even further, just put out your workout clothes in the morning. So when you get sure. up, you see them. And then your whole goal is just to get to the gym. Don't even worry about working out, just get to the gym. And eventually sure. then five minutes and 10 minutes or whatever, because subconsciously, I think that builds, uh, that sense of identity that I'm the person that shows up for workouts or, or whatever. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I, I totally agree with that. Cool. So, um, if you, if you had to go back, um, well, actually let's break down your, your steps real quick. Cause first you, you mentioned, um, that you think the first, the first thing that somebody could do to kind of break into that, that, uh, six figure income, so to speak, is to surround yourself to, to learn, right? To educate yourself, surround your, whether that's surround yourself by like-minded people, uh, learn from the best of the best, read books, listen to podcasts, whatever. So just kind of educate yourself and then start taking action. But it doesn't have to be massive action, just small little actions daily that will lead you to, to that end goal. Is that correct? hundred percent. And I think, you know, going along with that is being willing to 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 refine the process too and honestly continually be willing to learn and refine yourself and improve and get better and just want to be the best version of yourself i i think uh, i got caught in this trap of i was trying to be like so and so you know on this this individual is a really good salesman and so i was trying to emulate that and it's like the truth is i'm not that person and so just be the best just strive to be the best version of you. And it's different for everyone. Um, but that becomes, that can become really addicting is when you start to feel like, oh my gosh, I'm achieving something, I'm getting something. And then you just continue to try to go after that, that high, that feeling. Yeah, I love it. So if you had to go back uh, to the high school, Stephen, that uh, had yeah. more hair, that had more hair, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know, where'd my hair go? <laughs> uh, I, I had to say it because you usually do, but I, I had to beat you to it. Uh, so if you, if you were to go back to the high school, you, uh, what would be some advice, um, that you'd give yourself? Oh man, I, I think, um, I learned this, uh, from one of my best friends, Garrett Myers. Um, and, 
and for, and for my buddy Chandler, when I switched over to this other sales company, they were just, they were having a good time. And like, I, I stressed and worried a ton. And I, even in high school, I, I would always stress and worry about my grades and this and that. And I think they really taught me to just, just be happy that ha like happiness really is just choosing to be happy and, and looking at the positives of everything. And that made honestly such a huge difference in my life, especially in sales, like just being happy, no matter what the circumstances were, even if someone just swore at me, told me to, you know, get off their property, um, being happy, no matter what your circumstances are. And so I guess what I would tell myself, my high school self is that whatever you think most about, that's going to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so if, if you want to be happy, then think happy thoughts and have whatever it's going to take, have, you know, positive self-talk. Um, if you want to be successful, then like I said, surround yourself with people who are talking about that, who, um, you, you know, constantly you're thinking about that. I, I mean, I've just seen so many times in my life where, uh, I've worked with a salesman who all they can think about is the bills that they have to pay. And honestly, they, they're never going to sell anything because they're thinking so much about money when instead they should be thinking about the things that are going to help lead them to success. And so I've just seen in my life uh, that, you know, whatever you think most about is going to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. So I told my younger self that quit stressing, be happy, <laughs> still, still work hard. But, you know, uh, you know, if you want to be successful, think su successful thoughts. I really love that because it's funny because uh, we, and I find myself doing this too, is we stress out about things that, about things that are out of our control. And there are totally. some we can control and uh, mindset's one of them. We can choose to be happy. You determine the outcome of your day. Circumstances don't dictate how you feel. You get to choose that. So I, I love that. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um, so if you could break down how you've been able to, uh, achieved success so far in your life, which we kind of a little bit kind of already talked about this. What is like mm -hmm. one thing or, or, or a couple things that you feel like has contributed to your success so far? And, and I want to mention briefly real quick is that I, I personally think you're a person, a person that's not just successful financially, but you're a family man, you're a kind person, you're just uh, all around good guy. And I feel like you've been successful in a lot of areas in your life that uh, sometimes we don't highlight enough. Like I said, most people focus on career. And so that's why I've always admired you um, because it, it's not all about uh, wealth. Sure. Yeah, I think um, a lot of the success that I, I was thinking about this and a lot of the success that has come to me in my life has been because of the relationships I've formed with people. And whether I knew it or not at the time, like um, me just being, you know, trying to be the best version of myself, trying to be a good person, you know, rubbed off on these people and they saw something in me that they, you know, later on were like, Hey, I want you to come work for me. And I can think about that. in a lot of things, you know, I, we had a lawn mowing company and my buddy, so my brother started it, but then, you know, they went off to college. And so I ran it with my buddy Garrett and, um, you know, we mowed a guy's lawn who owned a big real estate um, kind of development company, just like what I'm doing now. And so we mowed his lawn a couple of times. We did a really good job and formed a relationship there. And then a, a couple of years later, he hired us to take care of like a 400 acre development that he owned. Oh. We, started doing the, we started doing the landscape there. And that's happened really with everything. Same thing with sales. 
um, you know, switching to other company was because of the relationships I'd formed with my friends and, and the job I have now really was because of a, a relationship I had formed with someone who he had seen, I'd been super successful, you know, with summer sales. And so he reached out to me and said, Hey, I need someone to kind of do, you know, help me with, with this real estate and home building company. And so I think one thing that's helped me is just, uh, always being kind to whoever you're reaching out to and forming solid relationships with people. Cause you never know when that relationship may come back to really bless you. And so I think just being a good person to everyone, I think that's just important no matter what, but, um, it can also come back to really bless you in your life, whether it's financially or emotionally, whatever. And so that's one way, um, that I think I've been able to achieve success, not, not really too much what I've done, but just, just forming good relationships with people has been huge. I a hundred percent believe that what comes around goes around. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So this next segment of the podcast, we're going to ask three questions. Uh, we call it the okay. final three. So we're just going to yeah. dive right into it. Um, number one, what is the most recent book you've read? And what is one thing you've learned from it? So, uh, man, I, I go back and forth between podcasts and books. Um, but just recently, my brother told me to listen to a book, um, Talking to Goats is what it's called. And it's by Jim Gray, who's a uh, very well-respected, very popular um, uh, uh, sports um, reporter. And uh, really cool book. He's had the opportunity over his life to interview people like Muhammad Ali, um, Tyson, Mike Tyson, Tom Brady, Tiger Woods, you know, all these incredible athletes, successful people, you know, George Bush, um, just all, all these people. And he, there's lots of lessons to be learned. I feel like every chapter, um, but just kind of going along with our conversation, he, um, you know, I think one lesson that I've learned has just been reiterated to me from this book is that really what brings people happiness is the relationships that we have. And uh, even, even those most successful people, the lots of them, I mean, you know, they were winning championships, making buco bucks, and still weren't happy and, and making dumb decisions in their life. And it wasn't until they realized that, you know, really, the, some of the most important things in their lives were just the relationships, their family, the people right around them. And that has just been reiterated me as I've been listening to this book. And so it just made me think that in my life, I need to make sure that I'm putting a huge priority on my family first and foremost, and my friends. And those relationships are really what's important. It's not the money. Um, it's not, you know, the status, you know, anything like that. It's, it's really the relationships. I, I love that. And I actually just heard a podcast uh, not too long ago with him on it. So uh, yeah, we'll put Oh, the cool the show notes that book so i haven't read it yet so i'll have to take a look at it That's uh, a good one. second question what is one principle you strive to live your life by which i feel like we kind of already touched on this uh but we'll let you we'll let you answer it anyhow um man there's lots lots of things i've been taught i i really think just being honest uh honest with yourself and uh honest with those around you and it always pays off it always does um particularly, I think being honest with yourself and, and if you're honest with yourself, it's pretty easy. I, in my opinion, to be honest with others and just recognizing where maybe you lack and where you need to grow. And, um, yeah, if you're honest with yourself, I think it, 
um, you know, it's, it's pretty easy to, to evaluate where you're at and how you can improve. Awesome. Last question. What is one of the greatest pieces of advice you've been given? I think, uh, man, I've had so many, I guess what you'd call mentors in my life, so many good influences. Um, but man, I, I really think we've, we've kind of already mentioned this, but, um, really it wasn't until I, you know, working with some of my close buddies when they really just taught me to, and it sounds silly, but just to be happy. And they shared a book with me called the happiness advantage, which I think you've read that, yep. that book is also book. A, a game changer, I think. Um, but just ha- like being happy can totally change your life. It really can change the outcome of the relationships you have, the, the job that you're in, um, you know, whatever it may be, um, finding ways to be happy. And to, like we've talked about, it's a choice and not letting uh, anyone out there determine your happiness. It's, it is your, it is up to you if you want to be happy. And obviously, I mean, there's, there's folks who, who may need, you know, who suffer with depression or anxiety, not talking about that, definitely see it, you know, see a professional for that, but generally amongst everyone, we can choose to, to be happy. And it wasn't really until I spent time working with them when, uh, that really changed, honestly, my sales career and where I'm at today. hundred percent agree with that. Oh, Steven, where can people find more, uh, about you find out more about you? Yeah. So, um, you know, I've, I've got obviously social, like just my personal social medias, but check out our company website. Um, if they go to, uh, just satterfieldbuilders.com. So S A T T E R F I L D and then builders.com. You can check me out there. Um, we're a home building company and real estate company here in Pocatello and, uh, they, they can check me out there. Perfect. And we'll put that link in the show notes. Uh, if you guys are looking for a home out in Idaho, beautiful area. So there yeah, we go. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, Steven, thanks for coming on the podcast. It was a pleasure to have you, man. Join us for next week's episode where Peyton Smith's going to teach us how to grow a successful digital marketing business. It's going to be a great episode. We hope to catch you there.